welcome the Jersey Guys Sports, your sports talk home for the Yanks, the Giants, the Rangers, and the Rutgers Charlotte Knights. I'm your host, Don. I want to thank you for listening. Today, I'm going to be talking about the New York Yankees as their struggles continue as they reach new lows with their ninth straight loss. Does Hal Steinbrenner even care? Let's get into it. So the Yankees lost their ninth straight game on Tuesday night, losing to the Washington Nationals. Two to one. How about that? The nine-game losing streak is the Yankees' longest losing streak since 1982. 1982. I wonder how many of you were even alive back in 1982. If you were, do the math. Think, how old were you in 1982? That might give you a little perspective on how long it's been since the Yanks lost this many games in a row. That is a long, long time, 41 years ago. Now that is the last time the Yanks lost nine games in a row. It's a sad time for the Yanks. As for the game itself, it was what we've all seen before, right? We've all seen this movie before. Um, The Yanks got only two hits, both, believe it or not, by Rortvet, our catcher who just sucks and can't hit at all. So he's the only one that got any hits in the game. The rest of the team was over 26, but he got two hits. So we got two hits, we got one run, and that was it. Another game where the Yankees got almost zero hitting. By the way, it's not like we're facing the you know Cy Young Award winners here. The Nationals, by the way, are a team with the second worst ERA in the National League. And we got two hits, right? None. By names that are not named, Ben Rorkvat, the second worst ERA in the National League. Again, this these are not. It's like we're facing minor league teams and minor league pitching, and still looking like, you know, a team that just is trying to learn how to hit. Now, in the game, Carlos Rodon started, and he actually didn't completely suck. I guess is the best thing I could say about it. He was fine, just okay, which is you know, better than his past disaster starts. Um, he actually got hit around fairly good in a few innings, um, but Rodon was saved by some rare, <laughs> good Yankee defensive plays, believe it or not. Um, but I would actually attribute it more to some dumb Washington base running. I don't know how. They got thrown out three times at second base in like two innings. Just dumb. But we did play some decent defense and played you know, pretty well on the field for a change. So that was something. Um, the Yanks actually brought up prospects, Everson, Pereira, as well as Oswald, Peraza, way, 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 way too late in the season, right? We're approaching September here, and now, oh, maybe we should try something different. I'm really so glad that they finally did this, but you got to be kidding me that they waited this long to bring up these guys. And by the way, why is our super catching prospect, Austin Wells? Up here. Why is he still in the minors? We gotta watch Ben Rorkbat hit 095 for the rest of the year. Like seriously, Rorkbat needs to be on the team. But yeah, again, anytime I question what moves Cashman, Boone, Yanks make, you know, it's all rhetorical because we know they're gonna make the worst move possible, and they have for many years in a row. But they, at least they brought up Pereira and Peraza, and that's that's something, and it's some kind of infusion of youth and interest for me in watching the game. Um as my dad mentioned recently, and it brings a, a funny thing to mind. Why are all the Yankees good prospects named with a P? It, it is funny how sometimes I can get them confused in my my mind, right? We have Peralta and Peraza and Pereira. So actually not just P, like just 
P-E-R. There's three of them that start with P-E-R. So in any case, we brought up a few young players. They didn't really help much, but at least it was some interest to watch, right? The Yanks are so far gone now, right? It doesn't really matter much what they do, right? Except for maybe to the fans who want something different. Just something different, right? We <laughs> Continuing to run Stan out there. And of course, by Moron Boone, continuing to bat him fourth, right? <laughs> Not only is Stan still being run out there, but, but he's constantly in the four spot. I mean, yes, and hit above 200 for like a year and a half. But yeah, let's bat him fourth, Boone. That makes sense. Um, we're, so we're running Stan out there. Ben Rorkvet, McKinney, Bowers. Right? I mean, we had Rizzo out there for the longest time when he was an utter disaster. You know, whether or not it's his concussion, it is what it is. But whatever the reason, he was a disaster for the longest time. The point is, we don't ever make moves when we need to make moves. Right? We always wait way too long to do anything. Right? You know, how long did we wait, as I talked about in this podcast, to try to finally trade away bad players or get some value for people or com- how many times did we just wait too long and completely ruin our, any prospects when we could have traded them when we knew we didn't want them. People like Frazier, people like Stan before he just was so bad. We couldn't get anything for him. People, I, I'm not going to go through the list. You guys know you've heard this podcast. Enough is enough is enough here. But the point is we, again, here we brought up two young players way, way, way too late in the season, but at least there's some, infusion of youth on the team now there's something something for me to turn the tv on and say huh this is actually interesting to me right i mean raise your hands if you're going to a yankee game or turning on the yanks on the tv and you want to watch oh yeah because i want to watch stanton i want to see ben work at the kitty bowers like no one is doing that you know it, <laughs> donaldson when he was on the team i mean Bring some infusion of youth, at least, to the team. Let's keep doing this. And at least it's something for me to have interest in. Because right now, the Yanks are the worst of the worst for a team of fans who is used to winning. And that is that not only are they losing, but they're losing in a boring way with the same people over and over. So you have absolutely nothing to draw in fans to either come out to games or to put the TV on. And Sam, by the way, as I mentioned, is a complete dumpster fire. And I touched on Boone bending him forth over and over. And I mentioned this on the last podcast, but I mean, it's really, really bad. I've never been as big of a Stan fan. And you can check me in on last year or two's podcast as everyone else has been, but I'm still a fan. I mean, when he is hot, he is hot. Like when he goes on those streaks for six weeks, eight weeks, he literally can be the best player in baseball. He's so good when he's good that he can light, the team on fire and just carry them. Right. And, and I'm, I'm fully admitting that, but those periods are way too few and far between. And they have been since we got him like five or six years ago. And it continues to not be good enough for paying him $30 million a year or whatever percentage the Yanks are paying compared to the Marlins. It's not enough. It's not enough. Right. Uh, we, we can't have this many small periods of, you know, being good with these long, long, long stretches. And it's not just this year or last year. It's been forever where he's had long stretches of time where he has just been terrible, missing the ball by a foot and a half, striking out three, four, five times a game, not getting any hits for five straight games. 
there are certainly signs that he can be the old Stanton, but every day he's older, every day he's slower. We had that hilarious game where he couldn't run around third base and he stopped running and he was thrown out at home plate by like 30 feet and didn't even, he stopped and got tagged. It's very, very hard to watch him, right? And it's getting worse every day. He's getting older every year. And Stanton is now hitting over his last 175 games. So not this year, but basically this year and almost all of last year due to his injuries. That's what his 175 games are. 196. So basically 2022 and 23, those two seasons, under 200. This is not a small sample size, people. This is not a bad streak. This is two years of hitting under 200. This is a big problem. And him, of course, you know, so in Boone's mind, what does that mean? Let me bat him fourth <laughs> because that's what we needed in the fourth position. Someone batting 296 and continue 196 and continuing to strike out. It's tough. And he's old and he's going to be older next year. But, you know, what are we going to do at this point? Hopefully Boone, at the minimum, will be fired after the end of the season we all know, we all know, we need Cashman gone too. But that seems unlikely from everything you read and hear about. Cashman is so close and buddy-buddy, you know, with Hal, that it just seems unlikely that we would need like another 10 or 20 game losing streak, you know, for Hal to somehow get the hint that Cashman might have to go. And, I, you know, Hal has to be smart about this too. There's a lot of talk about, Hal in this, right? And, yeah, you know, the people that defend him say Hal has spent, you know, almost $300 million on the Yankees payroll. So how can you say he doesn't care? And it's hard to argue with that, right? When you spend that much money, you know, monetarily, you are certainly caring. You're putting enough money into it. So there's almost no argument to be had. Let's face it. The Orioles don't even have an $80 million payroll and they're kicking our ass, right? And you could look at Tampa over all the years. They're never with a $100 million payroll and they kick our ass all the time. So spending money isn't the problem. But actually caring enough and paying attention enough to the team, which is an iconic franchise. These are the Yankees, right? This is not... The Pittsburgh Pirates, this is not the Florida Marlins, right? You know, th this is not, you know, some random Kansas City. This is the New York Yankees. This is the most iconic franchise in the history of sports. And with it comes a lot of responsibility when you own this team, right? And part of it is not just spending money. Whether you do or you don't, that's your money. It's paying attention and caring about what's actually happening on the field. And when he came on the, what was it, the Michael K show or so he went on the air somewhere in June and was wondering, why are the fans so upset? And it just shows how disconnected he is and how little he actually cares about what's really on the field. Whether he's getting bad advice from Cashman, which is almost certainly true, whether he's getting bad advice from other people around him, which is almost certainly true, or whether it's on his own, he's not caring enough about the product on the field and it's not always just wins and losses because let's face it last year we ended up with that real hot streak in the beginning we were a disaster at the end of the year in 2022 and we ended up still with 99 wins because of how hot the star was right 
it's like 60 wins by the all-star break. It was ridiculous. Um, but whatever. The, the point is that it's not always about wins and losses, right? It's about how is this team? Everyone in the world that was a Yankee fan last year knew that team going into the playoffs wasn't going anywhere. But, you know, he defended it to high heaven. He was pleased with Hal and, and with Boone. He gave them new contracts after the year. But everyone knew that team was a disaster. Everyone knew. It wasn't coached well. The GM did not make the right moves. Everyone knew how bad that team was. And yet it feels like he's not paying attention. It does. And it's a sad thing. It's just sad. And now he's sitting here watching this team lose nine games in a row. And, you know, if he's not paying attention to just the losing streak, but how we're losing, right? Again, it's not, there's stuff behind numbers, right? And, and it's, it's how we're losing. And, and just the insane boredom that fans have to have watching this team, right? During this nine-game losing streak, the Yanks are hitting 176 with a 266 on-base percentage. They have struck out 85 times in this nine-game losing streak. If you're a fan and you're watching this, and Hal probably isn't a fan, he's just an owner, you know, this is what you're seeing. It's not like your team is losing seven to four, eight to six, you know, nine to five, you know, eight, seven, where there's some excitement in the game. That last game of the Red Sox series where the Yanks, you know, were in it, it was it was a horrible loss, of course, because, you know, we blew it in, in the at the end of the game, but we were in it, right? We were in the game, uh, as opposed to the other Red Sox games where we were not. And And the fact that, I found watching that game better than other losses to the Red Sox is super telling because it used to be in the past losing a game like that to the Red Sox where you come all the way back, you tie it up, you couldn't take the lead, and then they had a you know a go ahead you know run in the ninth inning and you lose the game. That would be one of the more crushing, crushing losses you know for me as a Yankee fan because I know we have the capability to do it. And, you know, we lost to our hated rivals. And obviously, I still hate that we lost and I hated that game. But as you step back and put that in perspective, I almost prefer that this year than these games where you're sitting there watching them lose two to one, three to nothing, four to one, and they get two hits and they do nothing all game. You know, a dramatic, you know, tough loss is almost something to feel as a Yankee fan, right? Because otherwise, you're just feeling nothing. You're sitting there bored to shit, falling asleep on the couch, trying to find any reason to pay any attention to the Yankees. So when the best thing that can happen to you during two weeks is a dramatic, horrible loss to the Red Sox, that tells you the state of the team. (coughs) Does Hal Steinbrenner know this? Does he care? Is he even paying attention? I don't know. I don't know. So... During this nine-game losing streak, I was saying they're batting two, 176 with a 266 on base percentage. They've struck out 85 times, I mentioned. They scored all of 21 runs in nine games. So about two runs a game. Uh, it, with runners in scoring position, they're batting 125. They left 48 runners on base. The last time the Yankees even had a lead in a game, Held the lead was the second inning of 
last Monday's loss to the Braves. So we're talking about over a week ago. So they've gone down more than a week. I'm recording this on a Wednesday, right? So a week and two days ago is the last time anyone's been able to turn the TV on and see the Yankees winning a game. Not even, not even a, a win, but actually leading in a game, right? The last time they held the lead was a week from Monday ago. 61 innings. 61 trade innings without even having a lead. 61 fucking innings. Are you kidding me? I mean, this is what I don't understand if Hal actually knows or pays attention to. Clayber Torres and Anthony Volpe are the Yankees' leading RBI kings, and they both just hit 50 ribbies. Let that sink in, by the way. Our two leading RBI people are our middle infielders, which are typically known, by the way, middle infielders, if you're not big baseball fans, as, you know, lighter hitting, you know, players, right? Keep in mind, this is a team that has Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Rizzo. 50 is our top RBI amount on this team. And we just hit the 50s this week, right? We just hit 50. For reference, just so you know how bad that is, that we just got somebody to 50 RBIs. For reference, there's a hitter on the Texas Rangers who had 49 ribbies on May 28th. May 28th. We're just getting someone to 50 as we approach September. How are you paying attention? Like, do you do you even have a clue as to just how hard this team is and how badly this team is constructed? I mean, it's not surprising, you know, therefore, to know that the Yanks are the very last team in Major League Baseball to get anyone to 50. You could probably surmise that by now, but that's also a true statement. It's getting harder and harder, though, right, to try to tune into games in 2023. I mean, kudos to you if you're actually watching every inning of every game. Um, it's getting harder and harder for me to do so. I sometimes fast forward through it now as I record the games and watch it a little later or something. It's just, it, it's really tough, tough, tough to try to, you know, get through these games with, you know, again, not just the losing. Certainly that's a big part of it, but it's the way they're losing, right? It's the way this team is constructed. It's these big, slow, right-handed hitters that can't run. They're not athletic. They strike out all the time and we get anywhere between two and five hits a game. We get anywhere between zero and two runs a game. You know, it's just, it's not sustainable for a fan base. I'm actually not happy that we continue to get people drawn to these games, right? We had 38,000 last night watching Washington and the Yankees. Those two last place teams now, right? Washington's in last place. The Yanks are in last place. And somehow almost 40,000 people came out to Yankee Stadium. And I think that sends the wrong message to Al Steinbrenner. You know, people that have plans in advance and wanted to get a Yankee game, you know, I can't begrudge them. They want to go to a game. They want to go to a game. But, you know, I'm worried that Hal Steinbrenner is going to get the wrong idea. Oh, people are still coming to games. It can't be that upset. Yeah, there's just a couple people yelling on the Internet or here or there writing here. This is the wrong message. And I wish the attendance would go way down. I'm so glad that there's some organized effort to have a protest on some game in September where there's some fan that's going to be, you know, organizing a fire cashman protest during the game, which is just awesome. Um, it's just probably not going to be enough. And that's the sad thing. It's really hard to imagine Hal Steinbrenner firing Brian Cashman. It's just very hard. Um, I wish there was a way. I really wish that Hal would just step back, try to see the forest for the trees and really 
really shake this team up. I talked on the last podcast about the systemic change that's needed in this organization. You're never, ever going to get systemic change with the same general manager. You're just not because it's the same view from the top down. You need a different view from the top down. Let's face it, too. The Yankees have a pedigree of success that has some fans unsure on how to act and react now. I mean, really, let's face it. We're not used to this much losing for a New York Yankees team, right? Um, What we are able to tell is a good Yankee team from a bad Yankee team. Now, last year's team was not a good Yankee team, even though they won 99 games. With those Yankees, you might remember, they were killing it at the beginning of the year. And then they sort of fell off a cliff. The wheels came off at the, you know, after the All-Star break. And they were just a dumpster fire down the stretch. Everyone in the world knew that was not a team going to win the World Series. Except for Cashman, Boone, Steinbrenner. Everyone knew that, right? With the Yankees, our fans can usually assess, I would say, the degree of how good this team is. It's never really a matter of, are we good? It's like, how good are we? You know, we're good enough to win the division. We're good enough to get a wild card some years. We're good enough to win a playoff series. So it's not a matter of, are we good? You know, it's how good are we? You know, can we win a championship? I mean, is this a real 95 wins? These are the kind of questions fans ask. Is this 99 wins any good? Last year, we all knew it was not. This 97 win team, is this good? We've had so much success. A, we're spoiled, but B, we have a really good feel year after year for what's a really good team versus what is not a good team. Is what is these wins that we're getting sustainable in the playoffs? But we're not really used to a team like this one, right? That might actually have a fucking losing record at the end of 2023. We've been complaining about not having a team that can seriously compete for a World Series probably for a decade now, right? Because we haven't. It feels like almost like a bad rerun at this point now, year after year. And it's been a constant regression since 2017. We've been getting worse almost every year. And I don't care what the record says. You can feel it in the way the team is constructed. We just seem less and less prepared as we get to the playoff time to go far in the playoffs. We do less and less prepared, worse and worse. And it feels like a bad rerun. And Hal will probably only pretend to care. We'll see what kind of statements he makes as the season goes on and after the season. Cashman will talk about all the injuries and performing below expectations, you know, and never once about how he did not properly assess talent again, again. And I'm not going to get into that. I got all into it in the last podcast. He didn't assess talent. He doesn't assess talent properly. And he continues to be the bane of my existence when it comes to that. Hal will pretend to care. Cashman will talk about injuries. Boone will talk about, you know, it's all right in front of us. We have a good run in us still. Correct me, but, you know, I feel like I've seen this show before. I think I'll end it right there. In any case, I want to thank you for listening to Jersey Guy Sports. Please subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends all about it, and I'll be back soon with some more sports talk. Thanks, and have a good day.